This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is Afternoons on Dubai Eye 103.8. I'm Helen Farmer on Afternoons with me, Helen Farmer. We were broadcasting live from the Address Palace downtown with a whole host of experts. It was Principal Lisa, former nursery manager, family consultant and expert in everything from potty training to picky eating. She was on hand to explain some of those tricky times around Christmas from what to do if the tantrum hits to how to space out the presents. Plus, Faisal asked, what do you do if they ask for a camel? Donna Benton, the legendary CEO of The Entertainer, is back in the hot seat. What can we look forward to for the future and some of her best deals on that buy one, get one free app? We were discussing gestational breast cancer with a leading expert, Dr. Sonia from Medcare Women and Children's Hospital, plus all things animal. Not only news of a new event that you need to get your dogs along to, but Dr. Sergio from Intervet on hand to answer all of your questions, plus the hidden dangers in your home for your pets this Christmas. We're joined now by our very own Mrs. Claus. Principal Lisa is with us. She is an expert in all things parenting, from potty training to behaviour, picky eating to sleep. She's got decades of experience as a former nursery manager, of course, as a mum, and now as a consultant helping families across the UAE, actually and beyond with all of this and more. We are going to be talking gifting and helping you out on the text line as well. Um, Principal Lisa, Lisa Sherrington Boyd, how are you today? Oh, I'm great, Helen. Hi. Well, you've been meeting lots of kids as Mrs. Claus, and I think the burning question is, what are the children asking for this year? What's what's kind of caught your attention, and uh, any have you noticed any patterns or trends? Do you know what's really interesting? I've been Mrs. Claus for many years, and every year I think, oh, this will be the year that the children stop asking for toys. But actually, it never seems to happen. And um, at the weekend, it was the same things as we normally have. We've got robots. And we've got, you know, footballs even. I mean, some of the things that children want are just really, really simple. Mm-hmm. Lego. Lego's always, always in the mix. This year, I'm hearing a lot of Barbie Dreamhouse. Barbie camper. Well, okay. You know? funny, funny, funny you should say that because our very own Mark Lloyd came into the studio the other day and he was like, quite interested in getting a, um, a Barbie dream house. It's on, it's on my granddaughter's, you know, wish list. And I was like, funny that it was on my daughter's the year before. And then I went to one store, which we shall not name. And I nearly fell over at the cost of a Barbie dream house. It was about 2,500 dirhams. I was like, that was about a month of rent. You know what I mean? That's wild. Um, so I offered up some alternatives and he suggested maybe putting some Barbie stickers on. But I think Barbie's definitely having a moment, obviously, in light of the movie coming out this year. So Barbie seems to be uh, still adding adding a few dirhams to Mattel's pockets right now. Um, but then saying that, my dad sent me a picture the other day of my Barbies from 35 years ago that my niece was playing with last time they were they were at my grandparents so she she is she's she plays the long game does barbie um what's been the most unusual request you've had well it was this really really touched my heart this little boy and he told me that he had two things that he wanted his name is theo okay and he wanted a snake 
that he was willing to accept a corn snake if I wasn't willing to bring him a poisonous snake. Mm -hmm. And the second thing he wanted is he wanted to be the Prime Minister of the UK so that he could help everybody. Oh, Theo. I mean, you've got to be doing a better job than than many people in power right now, Theo. Um, How old was he roughly, do you think, Lisa? Five. Oh, Theo. Five. I'd vote for you. Yeah, but he... I said, look, you know, Santa can't bring snakes. You know, we've had problems in the past with snakes in Santa's fact, you know, and people get very, very upset. And he said, well, it's okay. You could bring a corn snake. Everybody likes corn snakes. I said, you know, we're going to have to draw a line. And then that's when he said, well, I'd also quite like to be the prime minister. Oh, seems like a fair, a fair And then he ran off. Yeah, and then he just ran off. And that was the end of that conversation. (laughs) Theo, if you're listening today... You'd have my vote, and Theo's parents sounds like you're doing a brilliant job, but I do sincerely hope you don't get a corn snake for Christmas. Um, <laughs> we're going to be talking about... Do you know what? Just quickly, speaking of unusual gift requests, on my eight-year-old daughter's wish list this year, she has asked for, and she's very specific, a medium-sized glass jar with her name on it. So Santa's, Santa's had the request. I've no idea what it's for. I'm going to guess... She wants to have like a candy stash or she has an eraser collection. So maybe it's to put the erasers in. I have no idea. But I think it speaks to your point earlier, which was sometimes it's just like the, the most simple things. So hopefully Santa is up to the job and can personalize a glass jar with her name on it. Um, Principal Lisa's with us today. We've had a few questions for you, Lisa, about spoiled kids, um, how to handle the ripping open of presents on Christmas Day, which I think is a great question. Up next, we are going to be talking about gifts for different age categories from you know zero up to those tweens and what about those last minute gift requests principal lisa is on hand this afternoon to help you out aka mrs claus Principal Lisa, a.k.a. Lisa Sherrington Boyd, a.k.a. Mrs. Claus, is on the line today. Um, We're going to be going to the text line. I've had some cracking questions, I really have, from kids ripping open presents on Christmas Day and wanting to kind of slow things down a little bit. Faisal's kids have asked for a camel for Christmas, and he needs some help navigating that. Before we get to that, Lisa, I wanted to ask you about the naughty and the nice list. The benefits Mm. and, I guess, some of the challenges that can arise from it it does feel a little bit problematic but I would love your expert take on it yeah I think it's an interesting one because you know we can't expect there to be this never-ending expectation of the nice list you know I'm hearing it a lot at the moment as I'm there with you know Mrs Claus and they're asking me to say things like what time do you think children should go to bed, you know, if they want to be on the on, on the nice list? When you know, your parents say so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look, you can't imagine, you know, how stressful is it going to be for a child to think that they're being watched oh. now 24-7? It, it's just too much, isn't it? And it's about collective. And what does nice mean, you know? Mm. Um, nice means, you know, we can also be saying that it, it's on the list of where we maybe do some kind acts for others or mm. where we, you know, help and support or where we, you know, we did our homework or, you know, some of those things. But we've got to also manage the, the pressure, I think. 
which brings us to managing our expectations as a family you know whether it is going out or staying home with friends with family it is one of the most expensive times of year to to be to be truthful and we do seem to heap all of this pressure and expectation on it what have you found to be successful when working with families about making sure that that pressure is relieved a little bit and everyone truly enjoys themselves I think the first thing is, is where is the pressure coming from? Mm. Often the pressure is coming from within us because we've got an idea of in our minds of what perfect Christmas looks like. And I just turn it to my own family. So I've got uh, five grown up children at my Christmas table this year who are married into the family. Now, I know that there's going to be some topics that we should not mention. Mm-hmm. Right. But, you know, there is going to be politics is not going to be welcome at, you know, at that table. So there might be some issues that you might need to put on the back burner. Mm -hmm. You might need to think about delegating. So rather than taking it on yourself, you know, look, we live in a cosmopolitan city where you can probably order a turkey in the morning and it will be there with you by lunchtime. There might be times in which you need to look for ways to compromise. And definitely avoid kind of disaster thinking. So when things go a little bit wrong, not to think, oh, that's it. The holiday season's ruined. I might as well just give up now. Mm. You know, be a little bit Mm. selfish for yourself as well. Sticking to your routine and maybe keeping things simple. You know, and keep it short. Here's a thing that's really helpful is, you know, if you're going to go and visit cousins, you know, have a start and a finish time. You know, don't expect your children to want to socialize for hours and hours on end. You know, children don't really want to share. (laughs) (laughs) Truer words never spoken. Um, Something I found, especially when I was pregnant, actually, is that I needed a bit of alone time sometimes. And I'd be like, I'm just going to go for a walk for half an hour. I just need. And this is with people that I love and that I get on really well with. So I can't even imagine if there are any kind of toxic relationships or particularly difficult relatives or friends. And you're basically for a lot of a lot of families locked in a house for the whole day. But, you know, to take That's a right. break in the garden, to have a bit of one on one time with one kid if he's having a tough time. I think, as you say, it comes back to these expectations. Everyone's happy around the table. And it's lovely to have a perfect moment. But the idea of having a perfect day is just completely unattainable. Um, Lisa, we are going to be going to the text line. I've had some really, really interesting and useful messages, actually, on this topic. Um, We are going to be asking you, Faisal's kids want a camel. Um, He needs some advice on that. Um, I've also had about how to stagger presents, in-laws who can't stop gifting, and a lot more. So we're going to have a quick fire on the text line. Lisa Sherrington-Boyd, a.k.a. Principal Lisa, is on hand to help. Joining us live on the line to talk tantrums, gifting and more this holiday season is Principal Lisa. She has got decades of experience in education as a former nursery manager and now works helping families with any kind of issues from potty training to picky eating, behaviour and more. So Principal Lisa, we are going to go to the text line. You were just talking earlier that you'd met a lovely five-year-old called Theo who'd asked for a corn snake for Christmas. Well, Faisal is upping that. His kids have asked for a camel. He's asking... What do I do? What do I say? My line has always been Santa does not give animals because it's very impractical yes. when you think about, 
you know, being at altitude in the sleigh and feeding and pooping and things like that. So that's because my kids have asked repeatedly for pets over the years. Yeah, and I think that that we just say, oh, gosh, there is a policy, and it is no pets, for, you know, no pets for Christmas, no pets and stockings. But you know, one of the things to do is to actually let the children come to that conclusion themselves. I think we're very quick mm. to provide a solution to it, but the solution is in the research. And you say, listen, you know, let's explore that. Actually, I think we need to do a bit of research, really, on on, on what camels need. You know, so a camel needs this. Oh, okay, so let's Google this. Let's research this. Let's go to the library and get a book on camels. Can we meet the need of a camel? Could camels feel good inside a sack and on a sleigh? Gosh, no, I think you might be right. What do you think would work better? To help them come to their own conclusions. Yeah, I think the more that you get a child on board is, is, is better than just, you know, because a lot of what we say around Spanta is actually nonsense isn't it and children know that they do know it but they they also want to believe in it too so a hard, not a hard no, but help them reach their own conclusions. Um, some lovely messages. Actually, Charlotte's um, saying, um, re-gifting, Helen, I loved your wish list on something you want, need, where read really helped us. So thank you, Charlotte. You're very welcome. Um, I did a little reel on this about a couple of weeks ago, so you can head over to my Instagram and check that out. I, I spent, I nerded out for about half an hour on Canva and made a printable. So if your kids need a bit of help with their wish list, there you go. So oh, Charlotte, I'm really glad. Um, no name on this one Lisa and people can always get in touch anonymously saying tricky one but any advice for dealing with in-laws who arrive in Dubai laden with gifts the poor kids get overwhelmed and end up looking really grabby e.g. next one please I've requested they tone it down but they never do would it be unreasonable to stagger the presents through the weeks after they've left would love any ideas oof yes that's a great Mm. question it is a good question now again I would use the same tactic I would be saying back to them, you know, um, you know, mum, dad, do you remember what happened last year? Do you remember when you came and this happened and that happened? So, you know, I just wondered, you know, how did that feel for you? Because, you know, I'm aware that it felt like this for the children and, you know, what could we do differently? How could we manage that? And I think it's about come some kind of compromise between the two of you, but talking about what the impact was the impact of that overwhelm and that we ended up with children not sleeping and, you know, that didn't feel good. And what are the values that we want the children did what we did last year, help them reach those values. You know, one of the things that um, I'm talking to a lot of families about is actually not even using wrapping paper this year, you know, because again, that's just so much waste and, you know, and it's not good for the environment and about, you know, wrapping things in, in socks, you know, just pillowcases and fabric and yeah reusable ribbons Mm, yeah you know just really thinking about that i bought uh, a couple of years ago a whole load of you know uh material bags or and i'm reusing them now every year i've ironed on little christmas transfers and so just talking about that there is so much waste and again if you've got older children Get them to go and fact find on Google and research what waste there is at this time of year and come back to what your family values is. What are your mm-hmm. what is your family mission statement? Is it is it you want your you know, want the children to appreciate um, well, I think and value this, I think what this is got. something that I found as my kids are getting older. Um, in fact kids of all ages to be honest, 
is exactly what we've had a message about is like what about on Christmas Day what about ideas for making sure each gift gets the time and gratitude it deserves so when yes. we were growing up we used to kind of go around in a circle and open presents you know kind of one by one and you yes. know one present at a time but in, in honesty now as we get old we don't really do that many gifts for the grown-ups so it becomes a bit out of whack quite quite early but how, any any advice there for, for making sure the kids aren't doing that kind of one more for me I'm next da, 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 you know tearing off the wrapping paper and you know there's nothing worse than really having put a lot of thought and quite honestly probably spending a fair bit on a present only for it to be discarded and moved on to the next one within seconds and it's and it is and it doesn't feel good I, I, I'm actually literally in mum's store in the mall and I just met this mummy who has bought got two children she just came in and she was playing on the toys here in mum's store and I said to her look you know how are you approaching this season with the children she said we've done a list of some things that the children really need and then we've done we've got a list of things that they that they really want Mm -hmm. and so we are going to sit down with the children and we are going to open up all of the presents of the things that they need so she actually said she was going to do some nappies for the one who's under one so she's going to wrap up nappies Nappies actually (laughs) yeah that's a you know a great option but to you know say we've got all day to open our presents stagger out things throughout the day but focus in on things that they need anyway like for example a really great present for a toddler would be Going popping to Ikea and buying one of those sensory tables, which you can fill with different things. So you're going to use that, like an, it's like an activity tough tray. You're going to use that all the time. It's not just something that gives in that, in that moment. So just slowing things down, taking turns, and maybe talking about it before the day. Good advice. Uh, Rowan's saying um, we use fabric um, instead of gift bags. Do you know what? I've got... I've got a sewing machine somewhere. It might be a trip to Satwa over the weekend to get some Christmassy fabric. And, um, yeah, just reuse them every year. love the sound of that. A few fabric ribbons to tie it up with. Um, Lisa, we've run out of time, but you've got some great advice on your Instagram. And you are there, Mrs. Claus in residence at the Roast Brunch, Sundays all the way through December at Mina's Kitchen at the Western. What's the best place to find you online? And, of course, if anyone is struggling with any issues around, oh, my goodness, well, potty training is your... uh, your pièce de résistance. Um, I'm here for family. Food. You're here. You're a superstar. <laughs> Principal Lisa on Instagram. Thank you so much. Um, would love to see you before the big day, but otherwise sending you a festive squeeze. Uh, Principal Lisa, thank you so, so much. Legendary entrepreneur Donna Benton with us now. She founded The Entertainer, that Dubai-based lifestyle app, famed for its buy one get one free offers back in 2001 and is back as the company's new CEO after departing in 2018 and I just want to say congratulations it's so nice to see you again how are you thank you Helen it's lovely to see you as well so the new Dubai app is out now it is can I ask you what's the benefit of getting it in December well if you get it now you actually get 13 months instead of 12 ah. so what you can do um, you buy your 2024 entertainer any offers that you use this month will automatically be replenished next month oh that's good mm, double the fun okay that's the doggy daycare <laughs> sorted for December yeah um, shampooed. Be- yeah exa- <laughs> exactly um, before we talk about the comeback let's talk about the history as I said 
2001 was that very first edition. Where did the idea come from, and what was the you, first you iteration? You make me feel like, old when you say it like that, Helen. <laughs> yeah, but you were you were just a teen. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Where, where did the idea come from, and, and what did that first iteration look like, feel like? Yeah, look, I um. Oh, I mean, gosh, I've said so many times, I was literally driving along Shakeside Road one day. There were so many um, restaurants and attractions here, but there was nothing to get people to them. I think there was a 10% off diners club. Mm-hmm. So I thought if I could create something that's valuable, both for the customer and the merchant, well, hopefully it would work. So I put together the book for those who have been here a long time. That would be me. I was always in the... So I used to work for Explorer. So everyone always had a copy of the Explorer, that yellow spine, and a copy of the entertainer in their glove compartment. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. People still talk to me about the book now. I think I might have to bring one out for our 25th anniversary in a couple of years. Oh, the nostalgia tour. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) And how many offers, how many... Well, let's talk outlets. How many outlets were in that initial uh, 2001 edition? Donna. Oh, how many outlets then? Gosh, you're really testing me now. I would say there was around about 180 because it was just a Dubai product. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was valid for lunch and dinner, which is still the same now, and it was only buy one, get one free. And how many outlets are in the Dubai 2024 edition for those listening carefully? We have 2,333 as of today. And this is equaling about seven thousand equaling seven thousand offers because there's three offers to each of buy one get one free did you have any idea after that first iteration how it was going to grow how it was going to evolve i had absolutely no idea i just wanted to help people save money Mm -hmm. and to help merchants create a business and I actually just wanted to do it so I could get a little bit of money as well to put a deposit on a house in Australia when I went back in one year, but I'm still here 23 years later. So it really, you really don't know what's coming your way. You know, I always say to people, you work hard, you focus on the concept rather than the funds, and then you'll do well. So success then looked like back then, you know, obviously, as you said, getting a house deposit would be great. Bringing, putting bums on seats in some of the restaurants and attractions around Dubai and ultimately making Dubai, Dubai feel more affordable. What does success look like now more than, more than 20 years later? Well, I think a lot of people have saved money mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of businesses have really grown. I mean, we put $1.3 billion into the economy every single year <gasps> with people spending and there's roughly a saving of between 250 and $300 um, million in savings. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you obviously now it's the app. You must have some really fascinating data in terms of who is saving where. I mean, do you have any dedicated entertainer fans who are like, we will live by the entertainer, we don't go anywhere else, and they will you know, no. really happily share how much they've saved every year. Oh my God, they love it. They um, actually only go to places that are in the entertainer, Why which I get, you know, it's such a good saving. I mean, if you can go to a brunch on buy one, get one free, save 500 dirham, or go on a staycation, or even take your kids to Motion Gate, Legoland, wherever it may be, I mean, they're huge savings. I had a guy actually message me today saying I've saved 6,000 dirham last year and the cover price of the product is 595 dirham. Donna Benton is with us. We're going to be talking about that decision to leave and that brilliant choice to come back. She is back in the hot seat at The Entertainer as the new CEO. So what does the future look like? We're finding out. (laughs) 
are now by Donna Benton. She founded the Dubai-based lifestyle app, famed for its buy one, get one free offers, The Entertainer, more than 20 years ago and is back as the company's new CEO. She left back in 2018 and has given away the answer to a question that could be scoring you and a friend a copy of the Dubai edition for 2024. It's worth over a thousand dirhams. Um, So Donna, tell us then about that evolution. How many countries is The Entertainer in now? We're in eight countries um, at the moment. Um, predominantly all the GCC and also Singapore and Egypt. Okay, which begs the question, because you're not a woman to, you know, rest or sit in your laurels, but you are, <laughs> you are back and you've assembled an absolute super team um, around you there at The Entertainer. What are you looking to address now you are back as CEO? What are some of the things you're looking to change, adjust or indeed grow? Yeah, look, when I came back, there was... Um, there was a few things that I would have liked, I, I wanted to change. So I've been back now eight, eight, nine weeks, and what we've accomplished is, is I think, is great. I'm really proud of my team. We've got a whole new app that is a lot more user friendly. You can go into the categories now, and it's really um, easy to search for the outlets. We have a new website. We have new merchants. We um, have done our offers. You know, we, we've launched early, and now we have the 13 months for the 12. So we have also a set price of 595 dirham. And just as a little statistic, if you'd actually bought these, this product, what would it be, like four or five years ago, that would have been, if you remember, the family product, mm-hmm. the fine dining, the kids and the body, mm-hmm. that actually came to 1,490 dirham. So all of this is now condensed into so one product. So now I've condensed everything into one product. We're back to the January to December cycle and it's 595 dirham. Okay, this is my chance to ask some selfish questions. Yes. Okay. And you can share it with another three people so four people can use it. Oh, wow. Mm. Now, holidays are coming. I've got my um, my parents in town and we are talking about this in tomorrow's show, Iron Education, keeping the kids entertained over the holidays what are some of your top family picks where we can make some really big savings Donna oh wow we have so many Helen you can go to Motion Gate, IMG Wild Waddy AquaVenture um, Kidzania the Ice Ring Fun City there's so much for the kids to do what about what about me or Stakey or Stakey you can go to somewhere like you can escape the parents yeah and right. you, <laughs> sorry mum if you're listening or the kids or the kids <laughs> well I keep on seeing this this reel coming up on Instagram about one mum who decided to take herself off for the weekend to wrap her presents in a hotel room and I was like what a tremendous idea so is it by because I think that for a while there was a bit of confusion around what are the offers because you know the model that I kind of grew up with in Dubai was buy one get one and then we had the kind of some percentages and now it's very straightforward it's very um, simplistic it's all buy one get one valid for lunch and dinner valid seven days a week excluding public holidays and, and we even have travel, like if you wanted to get away, you can go for a staycation with the family to the Fairmont, Shangri-La, and it's, it's like buy room night, get a room night. Oh, so that's say, interesting. Yeah. So you could do, you could do, I'm trying to think about my logistics over, over Christmas, again, uh, yeah. selfishly. <laughs> so you could book two, two rooms on the same night for the same price, or you could do two consecutive nights. For, Correct. Okay. Correct. We're here at the Palace, the gorgeous address Palace. You've even got offers here. We have everything at the Palace. Um, we have everything, everything, including the spa, Tiptara, Asado, Iwan. Um, we have all the F&B and the spa, which I love. Okay, so let's talk spa. Um, because as you said, there was the body book for a while and I loved it for Manny Paddies, but this is now in one Dubai product. Massages? Massages. So I, uh, you can use the massage three ways. 
So you can either go with a friend mm-hmm. and share, buy one hour massage, get one free. You can pay for your first one and then your next one's for free. Oh, that feels nice. If you've just been paid and then you're broke in a few, mo- in a few oh, weeks, yeah, you're like, you oh, it feels like a free one. massage. Or I actually use it. I book in for two hours and use the buy an hour, get an hour in one hitch because it's the quickest hour of your life having a massage. If that is not the top tip, I don't yeah. know what. Now, the Dubai 2024 app is out now and if you get it now as Don said earlier you'll get 13 months and anything you use during the month of December is replenished for January 7,000 offers on there but how many outlets Donna Benton? Uh, 2,333 and probably a few more added over the coming weeks but right now so you know there is much more there's so much more coming Um, we've got a lot in the pipeline so what you see now there is more coming we're constantly signing merchants this is a really busy time of year for us and even January will be we sign throughout the year Donna Benton, thank you so much. I guess my last question is, how can people, apart from winning it with me, get their hands on the Dubai 2024 Entertainer app? Yes, just download the app, the Entertainer, on your app store, and then you just buy now and everything will be loaded and you can start using and saving money. Absolute superstar, Donna Benton. Thank you so, so much. And thank you for coming here. Thank you, Helen, should, for having me. We have a little dinner at Asado if you can hang around. Do you want to go for a two-hour two <laughs> massage? I'll see you at five o'clock. Exactly, it's a date. <laughs> Donna Benton, CEO of the Entertainer with us this afternoon. We're talking health on the show this hour. It's about your animal's health after four, but right now it is women's health with Dr. Sonia Chowdhury, an obstetrics and gynecologist. She's based at the premium flagship Medcare Women and Children's Hospital on Shakeside Road here in Dubai. And we're talking about gestational breast cancer which I mean, I can't even begin to imagine, Doctor, some of the conversations you must have had to have with women and their families over the years. And thank you for being with us and sharing your insights. How long have you been working as an OBGYN? experience of 15 years Uh, so uh, with Medcare I'm working since 12 years okay now I know this is something that you talk about all the time yeah so I would love it if you could kind of break it down for us in not too doctorly terms and I will ask for clarification if I get a bit confused what is gestational breast cancer what are we talking about yeah Uh, first of all a very good afternoon to the team Dubai Eye and to all my listeners thank you Uh, it is a great opportunity for me to provide awareness regarding this very important topic uh, gestation breast cancer which patients are not aware Mm -hmm. Um, so this gestation breast cancer basically it is a cancer which is diagnosed first time during pregnancy or during lactation period that is during breastfeeding up till one year of the age okay um yeah i unfortunately do have first-hand experience of this um not myself but my best friend right now and if everyone could try not to cry if everyone could pray for a bit of a christmas miracle right now my friend charlie was diagnosed with breast cancer when her daughter was five months old and they thought it was a blocked milk duct and it's turned out to be breast cancer and she's stage four right now and to be honest with you the treatment options are are running out now treatment options are there so uh, basically uh, this breast awareness uh, campaign it is started in the US in 1985 mm-hmm. so this is basically to uh, make the people aware and uh, if we diagnose the breast cancer in early stages the treatment is uh, you know the very good results with the treatment so uh, there the uh, treatment options are available uh, treatment is um, uh, same as uh, when the pa- patient is non-pregnant mm-hmm. but uh, the diagnose the breast cancer during pregnancy it is little challenging of course. Uh, because it is uh, uh, because of the hormonal changes mm-hmm. some of the symptoms they mimic with the you know the normal pregnancy changes 
So when could you diagnose this? Is there a trimester when you can start to identify this, Dr. Sonia? No, it is. it can occur any time. It's okay. not that specific that you have uh, diagnosed during first trimester, second trimester. Any time it can occur. So only thing is that uh, even we, uh, when the patient is non-pregnant, we give the stress to do the self-breast examination. Mm -hmm. And that same uh, things apply for the pregnant females also. So even if you're pregnant, so we tell them to do the self-breast examination any concern, even even pain or any lump you are feeling, so it's just better to consult the doctor. So how common is this, Dr. Sonia? So it is very common. It is uh, around one in every 3,000 patients they are getting breast cancer. Gosh. So it is, that, it is that bad. It is a worldwide incidence. And it is the second most common solid cancer which is diagnosed during the pregnancy. As I said, when we think about this time in your life, you know, yeah, it should be joyful. You should be thinking should about be, yeah, other things. Yeah, it, it, is, sh it shouldn't be, you know, what is this lump and what does it mean? And uh, can I get it removed while I'm pregnant? Or what kind of treatment plan are we looking after the ba after the baby arrives? So I'm sure you have delivered some, some devastating news over the years. Um, there was something you wanted to address, which was a bit of a, well... A bit of a misconception about can you get cancer from a miscarriage? Is this something that's come up in clinic before people asking this question? Yeah, so miscarriage, as I told you, pregnancy itself or it is not causing the breast cancer. So breast cancer is common in the females who have already have that breast cancer cells. And uh, and some patients, they are at high risk of getting breast cancer. For example, if you have any family history of breast cancers, especially in your uh, first line, first degree uh, relatives, like mother, sisters. And if you have uh, any prolonged exposure to, of the breast tissue to the uh, hormones, mm -hmm. uh, like prolonged use of the uh, oral contraceptive or hormone replacement therapy, so you are at more risk. Uh, of getting the breast cancer and some patients they have the genetic predisposition yeah, like uh, you must have uh, BRCA1 gene, BRCA2 genes so those patients are uh, there and sometimes uh, you know the as I told you there's a prolonged exposure to the estrogen hormone so sometimes females uh, you know the, who are getting the uh, menstruation at early age or you know little delayed menopause because that that can cause also I mean it is you put you on the high risk factor That's obesity obesity is the main uh, main risk factor can we come back to getting your periods early because when we've spoken about puberty on the show before Dr. Sonia we had a number of concerned parents saying you know my daughter's only eight or nine and she's already getting you know breast buds and we think you know it could be another year before she gets her period are we seeing in general girls getting their periods earlier than perhaps 10 or 20 years ago yes yes Why? it depends upon it depends upon i think lifestyle changes and it depends upon the environment and uh, maybe the food we are eating mm -hmm. so because uh, nowadays there is little early uh, menarche menarche means that you are getting the periods little early okay. so this is one of the risk factor because if you're getting the periods early uh, the female is exposed to the estrogen hormones more can we, can we talk about treatment? Because obviously we need to think about baby um, if, if, that, yes, uh, if that course, diagnosis is made during pregnancy. Yeah. What are some of the safe methods for treating gestational breast cancer? See, the treatment will be the same, uh, but in the pregnancy we have to take in consideration both the mother as well as the fetus. And we have to take in consideration at what stage of the, your pregnancy the breast cancer is detected. Mm -hmm. Suppose if it is detected in the first, first, how, how we, if any patient feeling any lump or we have any suspicion. So the safest method to diagnose is the ultrasound because it is a radiation uh, free mm -hmm. and but if in some cases we need to do the mammogram 
just to do the further study or we need to do the MRI or we need to do the other, uh, you know, the other x-rays and all these things. That can be done if required with the fetal shielding that we shield the abdomen so that uh, we try to avoid the x-ray exposure uh, to the baby. So, and the treatment is the, it is the same, um, you know, the, uh, we can start the chemotherapy during, we can, during pregnancy, but really? we try to avoid first three months, mm -hmm. first three months, but from second months onward, that means from fourth months onward, uh, we can just, uh, the chemotherapy can be uh, given, but radiotherapy uh, is not advisable in the pregnancy. And also we can do the surgery, uh, that is we can remove that uh, the, the normal breast lump, uh, but the long surgery we try to avoid. Suppose we remove the whole whole of the breast, which we are calling the mastectomy, uh, and also also we uh, after that we advise the patient to go for the reconstruction surgery. But that we advise uh, not to do during pregnancy to avoid the prolonged exposure to the anesthesia. Doctor Sonia with us today from Medcare Women and Children's Hospital, where she is an OBGYN. Um, I wanted to ask you about demographics. You know, you mentioned there some of the risk factors. You're getting your period early. You know, obesity. Um, hormone medication. What about age group? You know, are we seeing younger or older mums who are getting gestational breast cancer? Uh, normally, the breast cancer, you know, is the most common. The age group uh, which is getting that it is 32 to 38. Mm -hmm. But it's not that you will uh, young patients they are not getting it. Yeah. So it is. It depends upon if you are at in high risk uh, category, uh, you can get in early age. So it is not that specific. So now you can get it at any age. But normal trend is that as you are growing old, so you can get it. Uh, around 50% of the cases, they are diagnosed before 45 years of the age. And out of that, um, in 30, the female, if it is less than 30 years, 10 to 20% of the cases may be associated with the pregnancy. Goodness me, if anyone that's feeling worried um, or wants to seek your help, Dr. Sonia, would it be okay to share your details? Yes, sure, sure. And I think the most important thing, you know, we know that Breast Cancer Awareness Month is October, but it, you shouldn't stop checking just because that month yes. is over. Yeah. Even, you know, if you are pregnant, just to know your body, know its changes. And if anything is coming up as cause for concern, to go and see a doctor yeah. such as yourself. Thank you yeah. so much for Thank your you. time. It's not an easy topic to talk about. Um, but my goodness, I think by raising awareness, if this conversation can help encourage anybody um, in the situation, um, then we've done a good thing today. Dr. Sonia speaking to us from Medcare Women and Children's Hospital there on Shakeside Road. This content is for informational purposes only and does not intend to substitute professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. You're listening to Pets and Vets on Afternoons with Helen Farmer. With ProPlan, where the number one ingredient is always high quality salmon, lamb, turkey and chicken. Joining us live, we've got Dr. Sergio from Intervet. He is on hand to answer any of your questions relating to the health, the behaviour of your furry or scaly friends, whatever you might have. And we're going to be talking about intoxication during the holidays, not that kind, the poisonous foods for your pets. That's coming your way in just a few minutes. First, though, joining us live on the line is Louise Nickel from the brilliantly named Festival. Mark your calendars. It's coming to town. How are you, Louise? Hi, Helen. I'm very good. How are you? I'm, I'm excited because we're talking about a brilliant event. It's coming up in just a few weeks' time. And, of course, of course, pets are welcome. What, what and where is Festival? Well, they absolutely are. And I was just thinking this is a great opportunity to make some festive memories. Too late, unfortunately, to enter your competition and come down to the palace, but great nonetheless. So Dubai Festival is a children, a dog-friendly Christmas festive fair being held at Jumeirah Golf Estates on December 16th. 
from 11 a.m. through until 9 p.m. All the details are online at www.dubaifestival.com. Well, I had a little nosy and felt a bit spoiled for choice because it is family friendly. There's going to be lots of stalls and lots of food. There's music. I hear the big man in red might be making an appearance as well, Louise. Is that right? The big man in red, the George Clooney of Santas, will be with us Ooh. at Dubai Festival. The best <laughs> Santa in the world will be there. Now, it is really important that you book online. So if you would like a photo of your children or your dog with Santa, <gasps> please do. Yep, yep, yep. A He's doing photos with dogs. I know. I want, I want Santa in the Spaniels. Um, it really you know? is a once in a lifetime. <laughs> what about the, obviously booking online for that is really crucial, but what do we need to know about our dogs, you know, kind of getting in, vaccinations, socialization, yeah. that kind of stuff, Louise? So, you, I mean, obviously the dogs do need, do need to be socialized. <laughs> that would help. But on a practical level, up to date with all annual vaccinations and bring your pets pet passports as proof they will be checked on the door so that is super important but then once they're in there is so much for them to do the best part i'm biased because this is the bit i host and i absolutely love it is the dog show so we have a dog show running from 2 p.m till about 5 40 various categories it is a fun dog show we are not expecting cross levels of grooming and training but we are expecting a lot of enthusiasm and that is all we need so everyone can enter there are rosettes for first to fourth place prizes for first place it's 40 dirhams to enter each class you can do it on the day incredible categories like scruffiest mutt most fabulous fella quickest sit now my dog came fourth in quickest it last last time we did this mine um, would be way at the bottom unless there's some pretty well, good no, no. incentive on the she, snack front it, well this is it you see she carries her weight in the hips so quickest sit the oh, gravity yes. helps on that one <laughs> exactly Ellen particularly in the run up to Christmas so everyone's in with a chance everyone is welcome brilliant thank you so much Louise it is the 16th of December Jamira Golf Estate kids friendly family friendly dog friendly Waggy, waggy tails Absolutely Snowing essential. every hour, it's going to be so much fun. Snowing every hour? Okay, 16th of December. I will. I'll come and give you a wave with Great. my waggy dogs. Um, you can find out <laughs> oh, more one on final the thing. Hay bales. Oh, tell me. Hay bales. We have a hay, hay bale bales. obstacle course for dogs to enter. So they can come in, they can jump over their hay bale. <laughs> yep. Or you can put your six-year-old <laughs> with your dog. There you go. <laughs> Thank you so much. Given that my eight-year-old wants to be a dog trainer, this sounds like an absolute match made in heaven. Festival is on 16th of this month. Um, joining us live from the beautiful palace, it's a studio of a different kind. Uh, we have got Dr. Sergio with us from Intervet. How are you, Dr. Sergio? I'm good, I'm great. Thank you for coming down. It's a bit, not normally a Christmas tree in the studio. Um, how, how, what's keeping you busy right now? Uh, we did, for the last <clears throat> five or six weeks, we did like a 20 uh, uh, free uh, space for cats. Okay, I need to ask you this because yep. I don't think we've spoken since we had Gary the cat living mm. in our garage. Okay. So Gary the garage cat is actually a girl, um, <laughs> and she. I was I was I was schooled on Instagram. I posted a photo being like, "This is Gary. He's living in our garage." And someone replied saying, "That's that's the wrong color for a boy cat." So yeah, um, so Gary is Gary's a girl. Um, Gary, we think I took her in for deworming last week. We think it's about six seven weeks. Mm-hmm. How old does she need to be before I can take? her in for spaying my advice is always about a year 
Uh, How old? One year old. That at, seems old yeah, to me. Yeah, it's good. But if the animals, it's outside. It is outside. Yeah, so around six or seven months, it's we can start. Because all of them have good and bad to castrate as early as possible. Okay. So, for example, between six or seven months in the future, you can have some UTI, constant UTI. Uh, because the hormones plays uh, a, a perfect game in the in the in the age, so well, the best time is over in a year. But if it's not possible, because that's why we do it here. No, Ga- listen, a lot. Gary six is months sta- is good enough. Gary is staying in the garage. <coughs> she's no. she's not coming over the threshold. I fed her this morning, gave her a little stroke, and was sneezing for about half an hour. So. Sure. It is not happening. Um, Dr. Sushi with us today. Up next, we are talking about the foods to avoid this festive season. Not you. What you need to be careful with around your pet. Those hidden dangers in the home. We've had questions about barky dogs, about allergies in kids. And when is it time to say goodbye? This is Pets and Vets on Afternoons with Helen Farmer. With ProPlan. Groundbreaking science. Life-changing nutrition. Our expert of the hour is Dr. Sergio from Intervet, and we're talking about intoxication during the holidays. No, not that kind, but keeping your pets healthy with keeping them away, crucially, for some dangerous foods. Dr. Sergio, is it quite common, unfortunately, for pets to come in with poisoning during times such as the holidays? Yeah, not, not only poison, but also uh, foreign bodies as well. Such so as Christmas <coughs> decorations? As Christmas decoration for cats, balls, small balls. Uh, dogs with some balloons as well that is quite dangerous Uh, uh, chocolate cake like we talked about okay (laughs) let's start with dogs the food that they really really need to stay away from okay so everybody knows about chocolate but also we have to be aware about um, avocado that is extremely important never heard that yeah avocado because it has too much fat so it can damage the liver and this is the, the big issue so just to give some highlights uh, onions is extremely important. Stay away from onions and super salty food and stuff like that. That is quite common during the the, mm. the, 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 the season. Salty crisps and nuts. <coughs> um, I had some Christmas cake for my breakfast this morning, um, and my dog was sniffing around me, and I was like, oh, "Raisins are on the naughty list, aren't exactly. they?" Exactly. Raisins and raisins is, of course, is toxic as well, but not that much as we talked about with like chocolate, for example. Uh, so raisins as well and grapes. Remember grapes. People forget about. What about cats? Cats. Uh, <clears throat> there's cats at the moment. We receive a lot of, uh, how to say, uh, flowers or some, you know, and most of the, I can say almost 100% of the our uh, uh, plants, the ornamental plants that we receive at home at the moment mm-hmm. are poison or have some toxic and cats they love to try something different mm-hmm. but at the moment <clears throat> what was more uh, common to me to receive in, in, in the clinic is different kind of uh, uh, toys especially toys with catnip so it stimulate the cats to play around and they they come with the, you know they eat the ball they get the kind of this is foreign body okay um, I want to ask you about amount about volume because Presumably, a huge dog having a tiny square of chocolate isn't going to be as dangerous, you know, when you think about body mass. How, is there a kind of... No, there's a lot of... I don't want to extend a lot, but I can explain you. There's a table about the, the quantity of chocolate, and we basically chocolate about the, the, the... For example, the dark chocolate is extremely toxic, the milk chocolate less, white chocolate is even less. But all of them can create a big trouble. Okay. But, of course... All the way around, I received last week one Pekingese, I believe so. He ate a full bar of chocolate, dark chocolate. He has absolutely nothing. 
Interesting, but we but should. individual reaction yeah. is expected. So a Labrador can have a small piece, and he can vomit until you know, give give us a lot of of problem. Can I ask then some of the signs that there might be problems, signs of distress, of, of poisoning? What can we look out for okay, in animals? Let me give some highlights for for. For example, for poison, it exceeds salivation, the eyes it has some discharge, uh, coughing could be one of the, the problems. Uh, when you talk about like uh, <coughs> foreign bodies, for example, the, it's, it's normal the clients say to me, my, my dog, especially dogs, he stopped eating for the last three hours. So he didn't eat. I, I offered food. Not interested. Beautiful food, a piece of chicken, a piece of lamb or something like that, stimulating, and he basically is not eating. Okay. Even water, he didn't drink water. So in this case, he drinks some water and he vomits. So in that case, it looks like more as a foreign body. And especially in the big dogs, over 40 kg, it's good to come because it could be GDV, gastrointestinal vulvus. So it means their stomach is rotated. So it's very nice to come quick, as fast as possible to the clinic. Okay. We do something. Dr. Suji with us today. Um, Claire's saying this, she sent a picture of her beautiful dog, Bear, which I'll show you in a minute, Dr. Suji. Bear says she is, sorry, Claire says. <laughs> Claire says she is honestly the light of my life. We rescued her from the fabulous Bubbles Rescue Center. Please do a shout out for them. They do amazing work. Adopt, don't shop. So important in the region and they need support. My question to your amazing vet is Bear had a terrible childhood um, and is a really nervous soul. Therefore, she's very barky. We've got a lovely family who lives next door. They've just had a baby, and I'm really trying, but mainly failing, to stop her barking. I know she does it because she's nervous, probably protecting or warning us of any imminent danger of a cat. But are there any helpful suggestions to help Bear become more compound-friendly? Amazing show, as always. Pets and Vets is my fave. That's from Claire and Bear. Okay. Hi, Claire. Hi, Bear. <clears throat> Look, uh, there's even food nowadays to reduce the stress. There's a lot of program that you can help use to help your 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 end, but basically it's like energy. He needs to. If you walk with him a couple of times, no, multiple times, it's better. It's good. Actually, helps a lot. But there's some treatment that you can use. Food as well. I can I can talk about the neurocare that I'm using for some some clients and works quite well uh, to reduce the stress. We have some medicine that I don't want to say this on on on. Go on. on the radio because you're people give them start some Prozac. <laughs> exactly, kind of, but it's not <laughs> like that. So it's better to go to to your veterinary, near veterinary clinic. But there's something that we we can do it. But for food, we go for neurocare. That I like it. It actually is very useful. Uh, and behaving, need to walk with him more. And if he's not castrated, castration, do a lot of intervention. I'm, on, I'm I am not the specialist on on behavior. I'm not a behaviorist, but I can give some advice. You the can best give some, you can give some shout outs if there's anyone you, that you like working with or anyone that you know clients have had good results with. We've we've had a few great ones on the show like Amy from Perfect Behavior, yeah. Mark from Dog Tag Training. I really like uh, Mena from It's Ginger's Way. I mean, what I would say, Claire, is we've got a, our dog Lucy is is quite reactive and really barky as well. And I think she had a bit of a tough time too. We were her third home, and she was only six months old when she came to us. And the best way it's been explained to me about kind of reactive barky dogs is exactly as you say, you know, she feels like she has a job to do. If someone comes to the gate, she perceives it as a threat. She barks. That person might deliver a package. That person might walk past our gate. And she feels like, well, my bark has done the job. Um, I have scared away this person and my family is safe. So in her mind, it's worked. So it is that kind of reprogramming about a bit, you know, a bit like kids, you know. Yeah. Fla you know, watering the flowers and, and not paying attention to the weeds, but <coughs> praising and rewarding that, that good behavior. 
It's it, it's a process, though. I know. Yeah, but look, just just remind. It could be just a behavior of the dog for life. Mm-hmm. It's complicated sometimes. Um, we we happy to connect you, Claire, with a couple of the behaviors we've just been mentioning there. This is Pets and Vets on Afternoons with Helen Farmer with ProPlan, groundbreaking science, life changing nutrition. Dr. Sergio from Intervet is with us. Get in touch with any question for him regarding your pet and uh, we will help you out. We had a message from Sophie. We were just talking before about food. and She says, just turned on the radio and heard that chocolate, avocado and onions were no-nos. Thought the doctor was talking about humans and my life was now fun-free. Thank you. He was talking about dogs. <laughs> Breathe a sigh of relief and enjoy some avo on toast, Sophie. All is fine. Um, Dr. Sergio, we were just talking about how I'm allergic to cats. Lindsay's been in touch. Um, She's saying, my nearly eight-month-old has a near-constant runny nose, phlegmy cough for about seven weeks now. The doctor doesn't seem bothered because she's all right in herself, but it's really dragging on. I'm concerned it might be a cat allergy, which would be devastating. No rash, she doesn't wheeze when she breathes, doesn't have water rich your eyes. Could it be an allergy and how to test? Okay, so how old is she? Uh, eight months old. The, the daughter is eight months old. I don't know how old the cat is. <clears throat> okay, so let me let me explain. Uh, remember that we guys we live in the desert, and we are constant inside the house or apartment. So AC could be the cause of the most of the allergies. So the cat is just the you know the the guilty boy. Oh, he's being being so, scapegoated. But you're yeah. right though. Dust mites, AC. There's lots yep. of things to rule out before you. First go of down all, you need to check it out for many other stuff by the way during this time kids can be allergic to for example to uh milk protein Protein. for example Mm -hmm. this could be a temporary stage okay so for the cats basically they are allergic to the Mm -hmm. saliva the protein that come from the saliva but the best one test but give her give your kid i have kids as well so give your kid time to grow and by the way this can grow him in immunity remember experience immunity experience extremely important for everybody else in the world so animals can bring a lot of blessing not only problems so don't think that this is or not disease can affect your your kids this is not like that if your if your doctor is uh, he's afraid about his own change your doctor oh i like that <laughs> um but if you do want some recommendations and allergy doctors drop me a little message there are a couple of great ones in dubai that we've had on the show to help you reel that out um no name on this message dr sergio um and i don't know who you are but i i really i really feel for you got a 16 year old cat um advanced kidney disease has deteriorated quite rapidly over the last few months loss of muscle in the back leg so he's not roaming or exploring outside which he used to love to do and spends all day sleeping We've brought back the litter tray. I sometimes see him struggle to balance himself. The vet says he's not in any pain yet. Said the kindest thing to do is to put to sleep as he can't guarantee medication will prolong his life much more than a few weeks or months. So we've agreed on this. We're going to have it done at home so he'll have his last sleep where he loves to be. The only thing is, how do we know when to do this? His quality of life is gone, but he sits and purrs. He loves to cuddle and sleep. He's been an outdoor cat for 16 years and now just lies there all day. His, he eats, but his weight has plummeted, and I just don't know when to do this. Okay, oh, so gosh. guys, I'm sorry because uh, I have to say something about one of my clients, Sophie. Sophie, uh, it's it's about uh, she lost three cats recently with oh, us. I'm so sorry. Yeah, and she's a rescue. She's a very nice girl. And when I talk about cats and animals in general, we talk about uh, what life is expected for you. Sorry to say something like that, but no. But it's how about your feeling, your frustrations. So we don't have, in my opinion, we don't need to be selfish and, and holding animal for, uh, you know, as, as you know that 
it's it's quite for some 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 and it's kidney disease is quite painful the end we're suffering a lot uh it's it's difficult to say how how, how you, is the you, time i'm not expecting you to say that but i think yeah. i think what i think what that speaks to is exactly as your vets actually said anonymous listener yeah. is that it is it's the last act of kindness and love that you can do yeah, for your pet exactly. it really really is and i feel that in I had a couple of, of days back, we had some cats that we have to, to stay with, with us. And last stage is, unfortunately, the last stage. It's, it's difficult for us to, as a vet, because we are trained as a vet to save lives. Mm-hmm. Once we have to say to the client that is, you know, it's, it's quite difficult. Sorry to... No, no, no. And I think having a compassionate vet is really, really key. I saw a quote on Instagram the day that really made me cry, which was like, go, go and play with your pet. You know, they are a chapter in your, in your life, but yeah. to them, you are the whole story. So enjoy these last few, um, last few moments and memories with them and um, sending yeah. you a, a huge, huge hug. Dr. Sergio, thank you so much for your time You're today. Welcome, it's an absolute pleasure. You can be found at Intervet. Um, always, always a treat to, uh, to catch up. And thank you for coming to, our, you to our very glamorous studio. And thank you for downloading this episode of the Afternoons with Helen Farmer podcast. Don't forget, you can subscribe. You'll get it direct to your phone as soon as it's out. And you can listen to me live on Dubai Eye 103.8, Monday to Friday between 2 and 5 p.m. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.